0: Well, I hope you enjoyed seeing the faces of the students this week, and it's also good to see uh, your faces as some of you sent in pictures for us to roll at the first of the service. You can continue to do that. Uh, Just email them to us at infofbcweatherford.org, and we would love to uh, just see your smiling faces and share them with everybody else as well. Help us stay connected as a church family. Uh, But we're going to continue, as uh, the students have said, the sermon series called Life 2.0. And we're talking about uh, this story of redemption that we see in the book of Ruth. And today we're we're focusing on the fact that it's the choices that Ruth made uh, that really guided her through this story of redemption. I don't know how many of you had these type of books when you were little. And we're going to attempt to zoom in on that a little bit, but uh, little books like this. When you were little, or like me, you just ordered it again last week because, you know, it was kind of fun to order it with Star Wars on it instead. But these books are, um, these are these choose-your-own-adventure books. And uh, so the way that they work, you, you read a few pages and then you get to the bottom of the page and it says, if you want to do this, turn to page 10, or if you want to do this, turn to page 13. And I used to read these books when I was little, and the thing that was fun about it was the fact that if I didn't like the way that it turned out then uh, I would just go back to the page I started with or do this a- a- and then just you know read the different page. Or sometimes I would read them backwards and just start at the end and try to work my way back to the first. So basically what I'm telling you is I cheated um, on these books because you know, the way that it's supposed to work is you make a choice and then that determines uh, which, which way this story is gonna go and how it's going to end. And that's really what we're focusing on today in this picture of life 2.0, is just to remind you what had happened. Um, Naomi and her family had left Bethlehem. Naomi, her husband, her two sons, they had gone to Moab. When they were in Moab, then her husband passed away. Her two sons got married, but they passed away. And now she was left with her daughters-in-law. And one of them went back. Home, but the other one, Ruth, as you heard Jancy read for us there just a little bit ago, made the decision to say, Na- Naomi, I'm going with you. I'm staying with you no matter where this may lead. So here's the truth about this She's in a situation. Sometimes we find ourselves in different situations in life, and, and it could be things that we've done, it could be the situation that's happening around us, whatever. There were many, many things about Ruth's place in life that weren't part of her decisions it was just circumstances of life but yet she found herself in this place where she was alone and with really unsure about the future and didn't know where she was going to go or how this was going to work out and so as she finds herself in this situation i love what happens and it, and i can't overstate it enough as simple as it sounds but here's the truth Ruth makes a choice she makes a choice she decides to stick with naomi and the new life that she's found with her new family and and so that is the starting point for this wonderful story of redemption that we get to see in hindsight but it began by ruth saying i'm making a choice i'm choosing to go with naomi And so maybe you found yourself in a life situation before, or maybe you're even there now where you're asking yourself this question, okay, how do I get out of here? How do I get out of this situation? What can I do to to get out, to, to move on, to move beyond? And let's just say it this way as well, maybe you're not in a difficult situation, maybe you're just facing a significant life choice. And we need to realize that sometimes our choices in life aren't always good and bad, or they're not always these epic life decisions. Sometimes it's just, do I want to do this good thing or this good thing? And then sometimes it's, do I want to do this good thing or this better thing? Not everything is, is as epic as this decision that Ruth had to make, but every decision we make matters. And so we need to learn how to make good decisions and be able to ask ourselves the question, how do I move forward? You know, it seems ca- like, a, like a silly question to ask because the truth is whether you want to move forward or not, you're going to move forward. You're either going to be fighting it and, and life's going to be pushing you along or you're going to be making decisions that are going to help you find the path to life. So I'm going to go ahead and give you the spoiler of Ruth, Ruth's story and it's this, um, she trusts God. And she follows him. And so for us, it's the same way. It's trust in God and follow him and we'll find the path to life. It may sound simple, but there's actually a lot to it. Because remember, as we look at this story, you know, five verses cover ten years at times. And and so it's easy for us to look at this and go, oh, well, I just make this decision and, and then this moves forward and this is how it all works out. But the, the reality of actually living this out in your life and in my life takes not just one decision, but a, a major decision followed by a series of continual decisions that continue to support the one decision that we have made. It's not a quick process. Following Jesus begins with a choice of choosing to say, God, I want you more than anything else. I confess that I need you. I confess that I'm a sinner and I'm separated From you because of my sin, and I pray that you'd forgive me and that you'd be Lord of my life. It begins with that choice, but then the path to life continues as we choose to follow Him every day. You know, that's really the path that's in front of us all the time. And God continues to reach out and offer us redemption, and offer us hope, and offer us life, but we have to choose to follow it. It's all through Scripture, but there's a couple of stories that stand out to me. Uh, One of the stories is one about a man who seemingly had everything but knew that he was missing the most important thing, which was eternal life. And so uh, it says in Mark 10, 17, as he was setting out on a journey, a man ran up to Jesus, knelt down before him and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Now, this is the story in Scripture known as as the rich young ruler. And the story goes on to tell us that as he runs up with all sincerity in his heart to Jesus, the one that he knows he needs to come to, Jesus looks at him and says, "You, You have everything you need except a few things, so here's what you need to do. You need to sell everything that you have and come and follow me. And it tells us in the story that the man turned around and walked away from Jesus sad because ultimately he wasn't willing to choose a different path than the one that he had determined for himself. You see, what he was looking for was for Jesus to add to his life what he already had and what he already liked. But Jesus is always looking to offer new life, not addition to our life. He gives us new life. And so sometimes we may miss out on choosing to follow Jesus because we're just not willing to give up the things that we're already comfortable with or that we already have. There's another story, and, and we, find, we find Paul, who's been, who's been um, in jail, and it, it says that there was an earthquake and that there was, there was trouble and that, and that the jailer was worried that everybody was going to escape from the jail, but everybody had sat there, and so because they sat there and, and, and the jailer came to Paul and looked at him and said, "Okay, this is different, because if anybody else had been in this situation and they had an opportunity to leave, then they're getting up and they're leaving and they're walking out. And so they noticed there was something different about him. And so it says that the jailer looked at them and, and he said this, "Sirs, what must I do to be saved?" And it tells us that this jailer not only ended up giving his life to Christ, but him and his whole family ended up following Christ because he was willing to do something different than what he had seen before. You see, so it's all over Scripture, choices that we see that people make, either to follow Jesus or not to follow Jesus. And then what happens from there continues to drive the rest of the story, just as if we were to say, okay, I'm at this point, I'm going to pick to turn to this page. And then the story continues to write itself. So here's the truth. No matter where you find yourself in life, whether you're at the best place you've ever been or whether you're in a struggle right now, here's the truth for you. I get to choose what to do. I get to choose what I'm going to do, how I'm going to live my life, what I'm going to say, how I'm going to act, where I'm going to be. It's always a choice. God has given you life and free will. And so he, he allows you to be able to make the choice of what you're going to do in your life. I love the scripture in, in Deuteronomy as Moses stands before all of Israel and he's proclaiming the word that God has given to the whole nation. And this is what he says in verse 19. I call heaven and earth as witnesses against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessing and and curse. Choose life so that you and your descendants may live. Love the Lord your God, obey him, and remain faithful to him, for he is your life, and he will prolong your days as you live in the land the Lord swore to give your fathers Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You see, that's what we're saying. You have the choice of what to do. And just as Moses proclaimed this message, he said, the Lord is before us today and he gives us the choice, life or death, blessing or curse, it's your choice. So how we're going to move forward is completely up to me. That's the good news. I get to make the choice of what I'm going to do with my life. But here's another truth that goes right along this. with this. I do not get to choose my consequences. Now, see some of us have lived enough life to understand this, that it sounds all exciting that we get to choose and I get to do whatever I want, but then the truth is once we make that choice, then it sets into motion consequences that are a result of our choices at times and and we don't get to choose all the consequences. I can choose to get done with this worship service this morning get in my car and drive 90 miles an hour all the way home. But I might not be able to choose the consequences that happen because of that. The danger that it puts myself in or others or tickets that could happen and whatever. And some of you know I I make it do it and nothing happens this time. I make it do it four or five times and nothing happens. But then ultimately something happens and then I don't get to determine my consequences. I just have to own my choice. It's kind of like this. If I choose to turn to page 13... And continue the story, but I don't like the outcome. What do I want to do? I want to turn back. I didn't like that choice. So we're going to just do this again. But unfortunately, it's not that easy in life. There's no moving backwards, so we just have to learn to adjust. Proverbs 16, 9 tells us this, that a person's heart plans his way. That we we are planning our way. But look at what it goes on to say. But the Lord determines his steps. You see, God is at work determining your steps. And, and here's what this means to me. Is that there is not a place in your life with the choices you've made or where your heart has navigated you that is beyond God's ability to guide you back to his will and lead you to life. You may have made Poor choice after poor choice after poor choice after poor choice in life. And find yourself in a place that you don't want to be. But one major decision to choose to follow Christ, followed by daily choosing to continue in that decision, will lead you back to life. So I pray that you would decide to follow Jesus. And some of you may be going, okay, well, how do, how do I do this? Well, this is where we want to youth use Ruth's example as an example of how we can make a decision to follow Christ in our life. You know, it's always a blessing to be able to look at someone else's life and to be able to especially look in hindsight, because it's always easier to make a decision in hindsight, isn't it? But it's difficult when you're facing it in front of you and so we get the advantage of looking at how Ruth navigated an incredibly difficult and seemingly hopeless situation and it turned into life abundant for her. Ultimately, she decided to go with where God was leading her. So how do we do this in our life? The first thing you need to do is this, you have to be determined. You have to be determined. You have to make your decision. Look, look at what Ruth, look at the determination in her response here. Don't plead with me, Naomi. Don't plead with me to abandon you or to return and not to follow you. She was determined. Naomi, I am going with you. My mind is made up. There's nothing you're going to do to change my mind. I've looked at the situation. I've considered my options. I'm going back to Bethlehem With You're not going to change my mind, I'm doing it. She was determined in her decision. It was not wishy-washy, it wasn't half-hearted. She evaluated it and she took steps toward her decision. And when you are choosing to follow Christ, that is the way that you have to come after him. Determination, all in, not halfway, not putting your toe in the water and seeing if it's going to work. You have to be determined that I am going to choose to follow you. It is your choice that you have to make. Can you learn from others? Absolutely. Can you seek advice from those around you? Yes, you can. But ultimately, you have to decide, will I follow Jesus or will I go my own way? I hope that you choose to follow Jesus and to find life because the next step in following Jesus goes right along with this one, and it's this. You then, after you're determined, you need to be dependent. Be dependent. Trust his path. Now, for some people, that just rubs you the wrong way to even say be dependent because all of our lives it seems like we're taught to be independent and to try to take care of yourself and to try to do your own thing. So to come to this place where we say, What we have to do is we have to be actually dependent. I am determined to be dependent. I know that sounds kind of funny to say, doesn't it? But that's how she made this decision. She said, look, I am determined that I am going with you. She followed it up by saying this, wherever you go, I will go. And wherever you live, I will live. Your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. So notice about her decision. It was her decision. She was determined in making it, but then she was totally dependent in her decision on whatever Naomi was doing. It's the way that we need to follow God. We are totally dependent on God. Whatever you say to do, that's what I'm going to do. I am determined, don't try to talk me out of it, don't try to convince me otherwise, but God, wherever you say to go, that's where I'm going to go. God, where you tell me to live, that's where I'm going to live. God, your people will be my people. That's how we're supposed to follow the Lord. Wherever and whenever and however he tells us to live, that's what we're supposed to do. We depend on him. And we, we begin to understand that we can trust God, hear me on this, We can trust God even more than we can trust ourselves at times. And so the wonderful gift that we are given when we choose to follow Jesus and find life is all these difficult situations that we tend to face in life, we can just turn them over to the Lord and go, okay, God, how do I do this? Now, I wish I could tell you that it would be that simple. And once you follow Christ, every decision you make after that in life is spelled out And it's easy, but it doesn't work that way. Because sometimes, even as a determined follower of Christ, we end up making decisions that are, are against what God really wanted us to do. Sometimes we make a mistake. Sometimes we fall. Sometimes we stumble. Sometimes we mess up. Sometimes it's just in a moment. Sometimes it's over a season. But again, let me just remind you that there's nothing you can do and nowhere that you can navigate that reaches beyond the love of God or His ability to guide you back to life if you will be determined in following Him every day and be dependent on His Word. Not independent, not working on your own, but working to follow Him. And that ties right into this last part of this. You need to be devoted. You need to be devoted. Not not just determined up front, and then, you know, something happens and then, well, okay, I didn't, it really didn't work out like I wanted and we, and we walk away from it. No, you need to be devoted. Stick with it to the end. Did you see those words? She said, may the Lord punish me and do so severely if anything but death separates you and me. Now, that is how you make a decision To follow Christ, you have to understand to say, "God, I'm I'm going to, I'm going to choose to follow you. I'm going to be dependent on you where you lead me, and I'm going to stick with it. Because as you choose to follow Christ, and as He begins to lead you in life, I guarantee you're going to come to some places where God leads you, and you're going to be going. I'm not sure that this is where I want to go, and you're again going to have to determine to follow Him in that moment." And trust him to see you through it. Because only in hindsight are you going to be able to see the wisdom of God in some of the areas of your life. So the question is always are you going to be determined to trust him and follow him up front. We have to be devoted to him at the beginning. Now listen. You need to understand this truth. Every decision in life will open you up to criticism it doesn't matter what the decision is if you're deciding where to take your family to eat sometimes when we're able to go out to eat again first of all I love the meme that says okay you've had now two months to decide you should have this down by the time that this opens back up again but if you ever had that decision in the car You're driving around and one person wants to go here and one person wants to go. You finally make a decision. And where do you usually make the decision? It's where everybody's equally miserable. We've compromised enough that nobody's actually getting their way, so we're just going to go eat at this place. That's not how you you make a decision. You make a decision and, and you understand that when you make a decision in your life, hear me on this, it's going to upset someone. Someone is going to criticize it. Someone is going to believe you should have done something differently. And as it comes to your faith, that even gets magnified more and more. Because people who don't understand, don't follow Jesus, look at those who do at times and go, I don't get why they're doing that. Why are they acting that way? Why are they giving those things? Why are they being this person? But you have to understand that you are following God and trusting that he's going to lead you to life. We're not following the ways that this world leads or our culture leads we're following the way that God has created us to be. And so that's why this story parallels this. It's just an incredible decision that Ruth makes to say, okay, I don't really have any stake in this game to go back to Bethlehem other than the fact that I know you, Naomi. So, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going with you. And she, incredibly, she sticks with it. Naomi tries to talk her out of it at first. And she's like, don't, don't do this. Don't try to talk me out. Don't, this is a done decision. I'm going with you. And she is determined to make that happen. She's totally dependent on Naomi because Naomi's the only one that knows the way and where to go and how to lead her. And we'll see as this story goes on and on, even as she's back with her in Bethlehem, Naomi continues to speak into her life and tell her, this is what you need to do and this is how you do this. And she continues to be dependent on her mother-in-law in this situation. But she's devoted and her devotion pays off in an incredible way in the end. We need to understand that, that no matter where we are, no matter what we've done, that God is desiring to lead us back to life, but he gives us the choice. We either choose to follow him or we choose to ignore him and go our own way. Romans 8.35, just a beautiful verse in Promise, shares these words with us. Who can separate us from the love of Christ? Can affliction, our distress, our persecution, our famine, our nakedness, our danger, our sword? No, nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. So no matter what you may be facing in life, no matter where your situation is, no matter what your future looks like from this perspective of where you stand in life, God can lead you from this point to life if you will choose to follow him. I'm just going to remind you again, I know I've already said it, but I'm going to say it again. It's not a quick fix. It's not something that happens overnight. It's something that takes time and consistency in our decisions. But that's where you have to trust and be devoted that following Christ is going to lead us to life, not continually questioning what God may or may not be doing. But here's what you need to understand. The first choice that you make as you are determining your destiny is often the most difficult and it's also the most important. Wherever it is that you find yourself and you go, okay, I I don't know what I'm supposed to do. The first decision is sometimes the most difficult. We may not want to take that step. We might not know where it's going to lead. We might not see how it's going to work out. And it's, it's the most difficult at times to come to that place to go, okay, I've got to let go of the things that I know. And I've got to trust and follow something new and different. That's difficult. I don't, I don't at all say that without understanding the gravity of those decisions that are made in people's lives. But here's what I can tell you. In the years that I have lived and, and I'm now able to begin to look back somewhat on my story, though praise the Lord he is still writing it. And changing me because I am a long way from being the person that I want to be. I can look back and I can see how God is writing my story in a way that is just more incredible than anything I could have written for myself. And I look at the story of Ruth and I see hers and I see how God works over her lifetime and what, she, what he does even beyond her lifetime. And how that's used and I go that's, that's what I want. How do I get there? Well, the way that I get there is I choose today to follow Christ. I choose to make him Lord of my life. I choose to surrender everything that I have to him and say, God, it is all yours from now on. I pray that you would do that today. Would you pray with me?